Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Searching for a future. I'd say when the Angels win the pennant. And Williams and Norton collide, and the catch is blown. A coach running from his past. Are you cracking up, or is this a repeat of Cincinnati? No, no, it's nothing like that. And a team that's their only prayer. There's a thing called talent. They don't have it. God. If there is a God, maybe you could help him win a little. Welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we rewatch old movies and see how they hold up today in the modern eye. It's a podcast on the Entertainment One Podcast Network. I'm Robert Larone. With me, as always, is... <laughs> Were you hitting a ball over to me? Yeah. Okay, I'll catch it. Blaine Waters. And? Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> J.M. McNabb. And we're here to talk about a very special movie, something that I think means a lot to all of us. But before we get into that, we first of all... <laughs> Does it? Are you sure? <laughs> yes! <laughs> you guys didn't have, like, parent-related, sports-themed events in your life that were <laughs> relatable via film? Dude, the Raptors won and my dad did not come back. <laughs> okay. Damn. I know. Well, you also, hard. you grew up in a, fo- like your mom's a foster mom. So yeah. how many of like your foster brothers and sisters were adopted by like major league baseball managers? <laughs> it was all Danny Glovers just coming through the door. Uh, but before we get into yes, the movie, yeah. if you can guess what it is from there or you can read from your screen, uh, we want to thank our <laughs> Patreons. Those are the folks who give us one, three, five dollars a little bit each month and that helps keep the podcast going helps us keep hitting those home runs yeah it's cheaper than a ballpark frank that's right how much is a ballpark frank i think it's like 17 dollars now i don't know i don't go to baseball games you go to baseball games jm yeah how how much is like a a pop and a dog oh that's a good question i don't know it's pretty expensive but they do have like a a loony hot dog night now oh Which really makes you wonder what their overhead is on that meat. (laughs) For American listeners, that's a dollar. It's a dollar, It's not just a crazy hot dog night. (laughs) You have to exchange an insane person for a hot dog. Exactly. The hot dog is made from ground-up former Blue Jays members. Oh. Oh, Nice. So today we're going to talk about Angels in the Outfield. It's the 1994 sports comedy family film Starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Danny Glover, Christopher Lloyd, Tony Danza. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Matthew McConaughey's in there. It's an all-star team. It's crazy. Adrian Brody. Yes. Adrian Brody, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) But let's first talk about the first time that we saw this film. First time up at bat. Blaine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when was the first time that you saw it? I love how you're just going to stretch these baseball metaphors so thin by the so end of this thin. podcast. <laughs> it's going to be like, the, oh, we're picking diamonds out of the rough. It's like, is that Aladdin or baseball? I don't know anymore. I think it was a saying before the movie Aladdin. But go on. Really? Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, well, this is a Disney movie, too, so we're kind of plugging it in there. This was one of the first movies I, th- I saw in theaters Whoa. with my friends alone. I didn't go with, like, 
parents or anything like that. And I went with my friends, and we got this big bag of Skittles at the beginning of it. Ooh. And I was really excited for these Skittles because I don't get a lot of candy at home. And so I was like, oh, my God, we got the Skittles and the pop, and this is going to be amazing. And I was trying to get the Skittles open. My friends were, like, really excited for the Skittles. And I opened the entire package, and it, it, tra- it trapezed. The the all the skittles into the air trapeze it like it like you know like a, sound right. I, I mean trampolined I guess like it, <laughs> nope oh, no that's not right either it uh, catapulted it uh, pole vaulted the 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 skittles into the air it was oh a discus God. of skittles <laughs> exactly yeah uh, and the skittles shot put it everywhere down into the audience and I I ruined the movie for my friends because we had spent all we pooled all our money to get those skittles and now we didn't have any skittles so they were kind of like mad at me going into Angels in the Outfield. That's uh, that's a sad story. <sighs> yeah. What I... food did you spill watching it this time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe just hot soup. Okay. Yeah. Not, it's, that's How even old are worse. you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any film-related experiences to talk about? <laughs> or did you run out of the theater in shame? And yeah, I was just movie? like, I never saw those friends again. <laughs> um, Where were my angels? <laughs> <laughs> no. Catching the candy. <laughs> I do remember kind of doing that angel thing when anyone was trying to, like, hit a ball or something like that to, like, kind of taunt them. Oh, like, yeah. It was kind of a mean thing. Like, you need a lot of help. Anyway, that's all I remember from that movie. What about you, Jam? When did you first see this movie? Wow. Uh, what an in-depth analysis of <laughs> the first screening. Well, it's not like... It's not no, like, I have nothing to say either. I, did, I also saw it in theaters, but I didn't spill anything. Rob? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember. I, I, you know, I saw it in theaters. I think I thought it was fine. I never saw it again. All yeah. right. Yeah. I had never seen it again either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, this is a personal movie for you. Well, it's not a personal movie. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I just remember it being like one of those great kid sports movies of the mid '90s. I, I remember I saw it on like a summer matinee. Our local theater would play these cheap matinees for kids, and there was air conditioning, so it was a win-win. Nice. Even if the movie was bad. And I remember like, this movie and also other movies like Rookie of the Year where, you know, you got like a, a child's eye view into the world of sports. And I remember really enjoying films like that and this one as well. There was also a Little Big League. Yeah, that's right. Was that like the kid gets like the the twins left to him and like his grandfather's <laughs> will or something? Yeah, I think that's it. And they're really? all like, well, it was in the will. We got to let this small child run. <laughs> <laughs> multi-million dollar organization. It's like Tutankhamen or something. It's a small emperor running his team. <laughs> I think that's what, what the plot was at. Yeah. But I didn't – I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember that it was on the – because it was a Disney film. It did come out on VHS in the clamshell right. with like a great – cover with, you know, Danny Glover and Christopher Lloyd sort of in the sky and, you know. What, did Danny Glover die at the end of this movie? <laughs> I think <laughs> what, so. What <laughs> they, don't, they don't show that. Uh, Christopher Lloyd says, oh, and Danny Glover's going to die too. <laughs> Everyone you love is going to die, kid. That's the moral of this story. <laughs> and that's baseball. <laughs> baseball is just about death. That's what I learned from Field of Dreams. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the crazy thing about this movie is it's not even the best ghost-related <laughs> Family baseball movie of the early 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Did you love it when you first saw it? I think I loved it well enough. I was into this sort of movie. I remember enjoying it. Did did it make you want to play, like, baseball and stuff as a kid? No, I would have already (laughs) figured out that I was terrible at sports. There you go. I remember playing some t-ball when I was about five or six, and once you figure out you can't master the t-ball, you pretty much give up on somebody throwing the baseball. That's baseball on a platter. You can't even hit that. (laughs) I wonder, did it, because you're... You weren't good at sports. Did after seeing this movie, did it kind of cement your atheism <laughs> that, that no divine forces were helping you? This is the movie that made me stop believing in God. Wow. <laughs> Co-written by Nietzsche. That's great. It just I I wondered about all the mechanics of the spiritual universe. Why are the angels coming down to help this baseball team instead of like doing other things yeah. that need to be done? Where were you during World War Two, angels? Yeah. <laughs> like genocide's happening. <laughs> oh, they were helping a baseball team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry, 90s. <laughs> there wasn't anything else going on in the world. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll run down the plot of Angels in America. We'll steer past first, second. A- Angels no. in America. Oh, shit. I that's, keep doing that. That's like, different. This movie was way darker than I thought. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I kept wondering that. I mean, I, I kept screwing up and saying Angels in America, and it made me think, like, during the last game when the Angels are out there, like, maybe they're, like, helping somebody with AIDS. <laughs> well, that would be a more noble cause than them, yeah. like, making a baseball slower or faster. <laughs> Fucking Angels. God damn it. Uh, angels in the outfield. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about these two kids. We have Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Roger and his friend JP, played by Milton Davis Jr., uh, obviously, Sammy Davis Jr.'s kid. Right. That's how the juniors work, right? Right, I'm sure. Yeah, Junior was his last name. Go on. <laughs> they are orphans. They, uh, I mean, well, they're not orphans. No, I mean, his mom is died. Kids, yeah. yeah, and the other one, they both have dead parents, and they both live at a foster home. Mm-hmm. This is the first thing they talk about as the movie opens. They're like speculating on the origins of the of the term foster home. Well, yeah. the movie's not 30 seconds in before like one of the kids is like, I wonder if my dad's in heaven. And it's just like, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they, they live in this foster home, which is run by the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2, Lost that's in New York. That's where she's from. Yeah, God Brenda damn it. Brenda Fricker, I think is her name. Yeah, that's it's right. It's because they couldn't say fucker on, in Disney, so they had to go with Fricker. What? That's really insulting to me. She is a, a grand actress. She is a dame of the stage. Oh, my Lord. Okay. <laughs> she likes classical music so much, she lived in the <laughs> symphony hall. <laughs> well, she's a good person. She's a foster parent, too, so... So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. You wouldn't. You how would you feel if somebody said something terrible about your mom that way? Yeah, that'd be mean. Yeah, that'd be horrible. That's right. Okay, I'm okay. sorry, Fricker. <laughs> She's trying her best, <laughs> but <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dad is still alive. He's still around. He is the uh, mulleted Dermot Mulrooney. Oh, he's got yeah. a bad case of the Mulrooneys. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, Dermot Mulrooney was bitten by Sean Penn shortly before shooting this movie. Yeah, he's, he's got such the like gross boy. stash. Oh and God, yeah, cigarette. Yeah, it's just like he, a caterpillar crawled onto his upper lip. Yeah. It's horrible. He's skeezy. He's definitely like an R. Crumb character come to life <laughs> for sure. But he is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's only relative, and you know his he, dad. Yeah, he can't raise him, so he has him at this foster home. Yeah, what's his excuse for not raising him? First of all, he's, he's got to like, ride his motorbike. He, I, he's got a leather jacket and a mustache. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, I got a sunset to ride into, kid. I can't take you with me. This motorcycle doesn't obviously have another seat. You know, <laughs> you can hold on to me in the back. Jesus Christ. But he says that, yeah, he's probably not going to see the kid for a long time. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt asks with his big doughy eyes, do you think we'll ever be a family again? And Dermot Mulrooney says, maybe when the angels win the pennant. Which is sarcastic because we're meant to understand that the angels are a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen them play already in this movie and they were really horrible. But little Joe takes this as like a contract like he really <laughs> believes that if the angels win the pennant, then his dad will be forced yeah. to uh, to adopt him or take him back into his yeah. life. Yeah, like, I mean, when and apparently a- so does God. Because <laughs> <laughs> God's like shit. <laughs> God does not get sarcasm. <laughs> There's no loopholes in this contract. I have to fulfill that. Yeah, this was like a whole genre in the '90s. Like it was like the parental wish fulfillment, get my family back together things. Yeah. Like all I want for Christmas did the same thing. Wasn't Freaky Friday that too? Yeah, I or guess Freaky Parent Trap. Parent Trap, yeah. yeah. I don't think Freaky Friday. No, no. I was thinking Parent Trap. <laughs> yeah. But, like, how many... Why did Hollywood set up so many broken homes for such disappointment? <laughs> Would you think that there were kids just being like, okay, if the L.A. Dodgers win the pennant this year, then mom and dad have to get back well, together, right? Not to jump ahead, but that's not what happens. That's the true. movie is tempering those expectations. Yeah, but who remembers the end of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I assume that the dad came back. <laughs> Dermy Mo Rooney rides back on his motorcycle. Yeah, he has a sidecar now. He's like, hop in. He well, comes kid, back. I made you a promise. <laughs> he comes back. It's Dylan McDermott, but the kid doesn't notice. <laughs> but, yeah, so the angels are managed by Danny Glover, and he is 
too old for this shit or something because he is a grumpy dude. He's not having a lot of enthusiasm. He's not very encouraging no, to his I, players. I love that he's like a pirate. Everyone calls him like, oh, he swears a lot, but he never swears at all in this movie. It's like no. just, dang it. And they're like, oh, no, Danny yeah. Glover. I mean, <laughs> such a potty mouth. Yeah, he's a little bit curmudgeonly. Well, yeah. also, like, he's supposed to, you know, he eventually becomes kind of like a father figure to these kids. But in the when we first meet him in the first, like, movie hasn't been on for 10 minutes, he assaults two people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for, like, as the button on the scene, for the joke of the scene, the kids' movie, he, like, knocks a dude out. We try social to... services would look at that and be like, I don't know if we can send a kid with this guy. Well, yeah. yeah, at the end of the he's movie, charged yeah. with assault not to spoil times. it, but, like, he adopts the kids at the end and, like... He is in the process of being litigated for assaulting a reporter. Yeah, that's right. And the reporter is his old rival from his baseball playing days. And mm. it's the same guy who plays the boss in Mr. Destiny. That's right. There are uh, a few Mr. Destiny people in this. Are movie. there? Wasn't well, the catcher is also the guy that lives at Jim Belushi's house, I think, isn't it? Oh, um, maybe. Also, they use the same baseball. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't hit this, your whole life will suck. <laughs> no, but also in the fr- the very first time we see him, he tries to pull his uh, pitcher out of the game who throws his baseball glove. So Danny Glover like tries to strangle him to death. Yeah. And, th- and then the, the owner of the team is like, you're suspended for like two games. It's like, what? Why are you not fired or in jail? <laughs> it was the 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> steroids, <true>. women. <laughs> the coaches are taking steroids. Cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta support your team, man. <laughs> but so the kids, they go to the baseball game, and something weird happens. The Angels play good. <laughs> In particular, at one particular moment, one of the Angels players, Matthew McConaughey, he does this weird, like, well, he catches the ball. He just. He leaps up in the air, and then it's like he's pulled by wires, and it's like, whoop. Right. Well, he starts kind of floating, and I thought that was just because he was high, <laughs> and we were seeing it through his perspective. <laughs> but no. No, it, angels. angels. No. <laughs> <laughs> That, sports fans, is a play you're going to see run in baseball highlights for years to come. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt's the only one that can see them. I wonder who's high. Maybe it's him. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the pigeon lady's been microdosing him with mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) It'll cure his depression and anxiety. (laughs) I see see angels. Of course you do, dearie. (laughs) Now now drink this tea I made you. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird that they arrive in a in a school bus that says like social services on the side. Like I don't know, they have a lot of money in those social services to take kids to baseball games and stuff. Like, well, sometimes they did. I mean, I came from a poor family, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes there would be like, "Hey, you're poor. Here's a special thing for you to oh, do." Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Like one time, I had to go to this weird Christian camp. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That doesn't seem like you get to do this. You just said you had no, to do it. No, it was because I lit the school on fire, and they said, you know, you're a special kid. We're going to send you to this Christian camp. Wait, did you actually light a school on fire? No. <laughs> I mean, no. You never know with you, Rob. You never know. Now, like, all the foster kids that came through my house, like, they never, like, there was, like, uh, I guess a Christmas where, like, the, a weird Santa Claus guy would come through and, like, give presents. And they'd be, like, a, every boy would get, like, a Barbie and every girl would get, like, a micro machine. And they'd be, like, trading. Uh, oh, I'm but, sorry that Santa Claus doesn't confirm to your outdated gender norms, Blaine. <laughs> no, they were trading is what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, but they never, like, bring the foster kids to baseball games. They were, like, so underfunded. They didn't get, like, you know. Yeah. So I, I mean, was like, this is a good district to live in. I think there are organizations that sometimes, like, you know, do con- – not to important games, but think about it. The Angels <laughs> have been losing for, right. like, the yeah. entire they season. They the and stands, Also, so. by the way, that's the least plausible part of this movie for you? <laughs> a movie in which dead no, people help look, the team look, win look. baseball we, games? We all know Angels exist. Okay, so that's a little, yeah. Well, I was thinking because we all have kind of fond memories of this movie to a certain degree. And it's, you know, I think generally remembered as like a 
you know, a fun family movie. But uh, I don't know. Like, it is very religious. Like, I wonder how we would regard this movie if it was, like, produced by Kirk Cameron or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't pray hard enough. (laughs) Now you got left behind. (laughs) By your dad. What? God damn it. Oh, my God. God's the ultimate dad. (laughs) <laughs> and he showed up to this kid's baseball games. Oh, yeah. That's hey. kind of nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so he they end up telling Danny Glover about the Angels because JP, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend, wins a contest to go meet the manager and get the picture taken of him. But he doesn't want to because he's too shy. Yeah. I like the joke with the prison photo because they both don't want to be in the picture with each other and that keeps on coming back. I don't <laughs> no, know. So it doesn't seem that fun. Like why wouldn't they take their picture with like a player? Yeah. Who wants the, their picture taken with the manager? Yeah. The curmudgeonly coach. <laughs> like, the guy who just fuck? tried to murder one of his players <laughs> yeah, exactly. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Put him next to that kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But he, because Danny Glover is getting down on him, he tells him, you know what? They are going to win. They can win because... They're angels. Yeah. I don't think we've talked enough about how the team is also named the angels. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Synergy. <laughs> so there were a few scenes where, like, there are angels on the field. And I was like, yeah, we know. And that, <laughs> that gets stupid. done a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we didn't talk about Christopher Lloyd uh, visiting him. Yeah, that's right. Christopher Lloyd plays the head angel, Al. And right. he comes and basically burdens this kid with this knowledge <laughs> and he's like it's so horrible because he's like like first of all he's a kid that might have been through some things in his yeah, life trauma exactly. he's dealing with abandonment issues then this f- fucking god comes down and goes hey head angel go down tell this kid you exist but tell him he can't tell anyone yeah like that's what people have been saying to him all his life like not to bring this this episode down into like horrible territory but that's like scarring for that kid <laughs> and also it's horrifying you know if the kid's mom is dead wouldn't he be like hey can I like talk to my mom one more time like no once. just these random jerks <laughs> yeah. playing the baseball game he's like really happy angels we can only send you baseball angels your mom is a soccer angel <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid, should have gotten into soccer. <laughs> Your mom's waiting for you out there on the pitch. <laughs> no, there's so much these angels fucking burden this kid with. Like, at one point, we weren't out there yet, but at one point, they tell him, this guy's going to fucking die, but you can't tell anyone. Yeah. And he's like, what? I can't, I can't tell this guy he's going to yeah, die so he can like- live. Live his best life? Yeah, yes. Tony Danza has six months to live. <laughs> no one knows this except for this small child. <laughs> yeah, who has to live with this existential torture. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, that part was so terrible. I mean, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Yeah. And Christopher Lloyd is like, he can't tell anyone we exist. Also, just act natural whenever we're around. But then he keeps on popping up like... Ed with the kid's fucking Coke like oh, bottle. Yeah. He's like, Wah! It was like, like, oh, God, you scared me. He's like, don't be scared. You can't tell anyone we exist. <laughs> don't react. Just fucking come in like normal. He also, at one point, <laughs> he uh, gets sat on by like a heavy set uh, baseball fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then gets absorbed into his body like some kind of possession. And then the man burps out the ghost like it's horrifying yeah because it, it was in that age like in the early 90s where like they had just really started doing cgi yeah in movies yeah. so they were like well we can't just have the ghost sit next to him he's yeah he's got to have all these weird grotesque entrances yeah where he's like <laughs> the way soda that transforms and oh yeah. Yeah, at one point he's, like, trapped in a bubble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, don't freak out, kid. Like, what the fuck are you doing to this kid? Yeah, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's the only kid who's person who sees these angels. Like, I really do wonder if it's all in his head and just, like, a construct of the trauma that he's endured. Yeah. Having his mom die and his dad abandoning him. Now he's seeing angels? Take this kid to see a psychiatrist. I know. Yeah, more like cat scans in the outfield. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they should order for him. Just this big piece of machinery on on third. (laughs) Yeah, and and so Danny Glover, they they win that game, and he's like kind of wise to the kid. He's like, oh, this kid might be a good luck charm, even though this kid believes in angels. Well, there's also video evidence. Like he goes back and watches a tape of Matthew McConaughey 
defying gravity. Yeah, defying yeah. the laws of physics. And he's like, oh, okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But it's like no one else, no one like on like world? Sports Center was like, hey, yeah. that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it was anti gravity for a bit. Like I was flying. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Well, they do say it is like the play of the century. Like they'll be replaying it for years. Like, right. Weird things happen. Like if it happens once, I think you can almost be like, yeah, it's just a thing. But things keep on happening. Like Adrian Brody, we're meant to understand that he is not good at hitting the baseball yet. <laughs> He's a baseball player. <laughs> Why the fuck is he on a team? Well, they also they keep oh, saying because Danny Glover formerly. Uh, was in, coached in Cincinnati, I guess. Yeah. And all the players are like back in Cincinnati. And it's like, that's not how baseball works. They like when a manager switches teams, <laughs> they don't take the team with them. <laughs> well, I yeah. think at least in Tony Danza's case, he played with them in Cincinnati. And then he says that he fired him and he got sent to the Angels, which was the worst team. And then he ended up back at the Angels. Okay, I get that. But Danza. Adrian Brody for sure also says that <laughs> he was in Cincinnati. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> well, he hits the baseball with the help of the angels. <laughs> yeah. And so Danny Glover starts believing this kid can actually see angels. Yeah. And then he has to, like, basically, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has to tell Danny Glover what to do in order for the angels to be good at baseball. So maybe his dad will come back. I mean, <laughs> hey, this is a good point to talk about this, but, like, this is basically cheating, right? <laughs> Yeah. It's just a movie full of this cheating. Is insider baseball. Yeah, like, but- like if they did steroids, that would be less bad <laughs> than what they do in this movie. There's nothing in the MLB rule book about not using divine intervention. If Jesus Christ wait, wait, comes wait. down off the cross <laughs> and gets to the the pitcher's mound, <laughs> you can let him pitch. It's in the book. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. Grab another piece of wood. <laughs> Jesus. You know you don't pitch with wood, right? Well, no, pitch, bat. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I fucked up the joke. Have you seen a baseball game before? Was this your no. only experience with baseball? Yes. This one movie? Like, oh, yeah, that's that game where ghosts help the worst team. Well, that's, I, I went to see the Blue Jays, and there were no ghosts on the field. So I was like, this fucking Yeah, because they played for the other team. Didn't you watch this movie? Yeah. yeah. The, the first game the, they played, they beat the Jays. Yeah, Exactly. Don't they lose to the Jays? Well, they lose to the Jays and then they beat the Jays oh, yeah. because they cheated. Yeah. Because they what, baseball is played in like Series 3 all the time? They go to the series and play? Well, not all the time, but often. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Two, usually a series of two, three, or four okay. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so they have Joseph Gordon-Levitt Gordon and to a lesser extent his friend JP <laughs> going to all the games and you know watching it for Angels and giving Danny Glover advice, except... At one point, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is supposed to be watching the game at home and calling him, you know, to give him inside tips, mm-hmm. you know. But the social worker changes his appointment, and all of a sudden he has to go to court, and that's where he finds out that Dermot Mulrooney is giving up all parental rights to him. Yeah. Which means— And that's before the big game. Like, this is like— It's two days before the big game. They could win the pennant. The Angels are in first place. It's, yeah. It seems like it was all coming together, and then— They made a pact. heartbreaking. Yeah. Dermot Maroney is like, nah, I'm out of here, kid. He's like, I, I only have one son, my <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> I don't even know if he drives a motorcycle. I'm just assuming no, oh, he, he does. does. Yeah, because no, that's the first thing we see is the motorcycle oh, yeah, parked okay. outside the house. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just, like, walks out of the courtroom without even, like, really, like, saying goodbye to his kid. He's just like... Yeah. See ya. He doesn't even say, like, you deserve better than me. Or, like, you, you, there's nothing to redeem his character at all. He's just, like, such a deadbeat. No. Yeah. Nope. And the Angels lose that game. Yeah. Because they can't cheat. <laughs> yeah. I, I also, I, I don't know, out of all the foster kids that come through my home, I, I really don't think you can just give up a kid to this state. Like, I guess you can, I don't know. I've yeah, just never seen it happen. Oh, you can. <laughs> I've given up several children to the state. None of my own. <laughs> You find one. Just finding one in the playground. <laughs> in the state. Um, yeah, so it's just weird that, like, the judge isn't like, you have to take this kid, you're the kid's dad. Or, like, you have to pay child support to whoever takes this kid. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not in jail. He's not, like, an alcoholic. No. He's just like, nah, I'm, I'm done with this. He's a rebel. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm a slave to the road. never be any good. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's weird that the judge is like, yeah, yeah, you can lapse on all your responsibilities, sir. 
Keep on riding that hog. It would have been really dark if he goes to the baseball game and one of the angels is just his dad. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got shivved in a bar last night. (laughs) That's a quick turnover. Exactly, yeah. Good training in heaven. (laughs) But he's really sad at this point because his family's not going to come back together. And he, he doesn't care about baseball. He doesn't care about angels. He doesn't have faith anymore. And this is where Danny Glover has to give his inspirational speech. Yeah, he goes and cooks dinner at the house. Yeah. Yeah. And he tells them that if he lets everybody who leaves him – I can't remember what he says. But it kind of makes him feel better. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Roger, when I was growing up, I never saw very much of my dad. He couldn't take care of himself. So taking care of me and my brothers was out of the question. I'm not sure the pain that caused ever goes away. But I am sure you can't go through life thinking everyone you meet will one day let you down. Because if you do, a very bad thing will happen. You'll end up like me. He says, go spit. (laughs) That's what he says. What? It's from Lethal Weapon. Uh, go spit all the time. Oh yeah, that iconic line. <laughs> it is if you've is seen it? Lethal. Yeah, Jesus. All right. <laughs> so he kind of like bonds with his kid, and that's nice. Yeah, he goes. He there's like also a great scene where he goes and plays baseball with the neighborhood poor kids. Oh yeah, and he says, "Run home to that kid," and the kid runs home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Disney joke. Yeah. <laughs> But also at this time is the the kind of antagonist character who's the announcer who was also a baseball player in the days. Right. He slid into the base, spikes out, and like Nancy Kerrigan, Danny Glover in the knee when he was like coming up as a, as like a, a sports guy. Yeah. Wait, I thought I thought he like uh, hurt him during a play. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what happened to Nancy Kerrigan. No, no, but like <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan got hit in the knee. This you guy don't know baseball. You don't the... know figure skating. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know, Blaine? When you were saying it, I, I pictured that guy like waiting outside the locker room and just like with, attacking with, Danny with Glover. his shoe. Yeah. <laughs> like spikes out, motherfucker. <laughs> Ow, that kind of hurt, I guess. Yeah, but he overhears he overhears JP talking to Danny Glover about the angels because Danny Glover thinks maybe both of the kids can see it and then he basically JP yeah. spills the beans to yeah. the bad guy it's a horrible scene too because he's like do you see ghost kid and the kid's like no and he's like fuck <laughs> <laughs> he's like then what use are you why are you in this movie kid? get out of here <laughs> go no. back to the orphanage I, I will say like I'm never adopting you <laughs> It's weird that he's the villain because he's, like, the announcer for the same team. It's also weird because, like, I think the thing that kind of is his most villainous, which is this part of the movie, is a legitimate concern. He's like, (laughs) why are these two children always hanging around with this manager who we only know to be, like – a kind horrible of, human being. Yeah, kind yeah. of uh, off-kilter. That wouldn't fly these days. No. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> just well, like Brenda Fricker's not even taking them to the game. They're literally, they're going on their own. They're just like hanging out in the dugout with this she adult. She probably eight other kids to look after. That's true. Also, <laughs> if like you were a baseball coach like, and there was the baseball manager and he's like, yeah, I, I trust this coach to like lead the team. And then you find out that this coach is taking advice from two very small children as to who to like play you'd be like well you're not coaching at all you're not doing your job well it does get him in trouble because the owner of the team the guy with the cowboy hat he's going to force danny glover to uh, call a press conference and renounce the angels yeah Yeah, but again it's all all very concerning it's like why are these two children telling you what to do well the, the bible you know, yeah. like, I, I would also raise an eyebrow at that if I were that guy. Yeah, but we know that in some states that would be a legitimate answer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it would be like, yeah. sir, the, sons are like- the kids have said that it's <laughs> angels, and I think we should respect the yeah. Lord's ways. Because <laughs> it's not either of those two reasons we mentioned that people are upset. It's that he thinks angels exist, and everyone's like, no, you're crazy. Yeah, well, may I remind you this movie takes place in the, the sinful den of heathens that is California. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Los Angeles angels. <laughs> Angeles means angels. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Makes sense. But <laughs> why were Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan helping out the baseball team? <laughs> but Danny Glover doesn't. I mean, he's about to renounce the angels, but then that's when the foster mom brings the kids and she's like, you're not going to say that there's no angels. Tell them, boys. <laughs> and then she's well, she does say like, you know, like when a football player like praise oh yeah when a, a football player gets on one knee after a touchdown yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't question that now that's completely <laughs> different that's, that's, <laughs> yeah we do it's pretty much the same as inviting a small child to be part of your decision making team because they're literally seeing <laughs> dead people floating around and interfering with plays oh my god <sighs> take a seat fricker <laughs> <laughs> she's a kind and warm old lady <laughs> Yeah. So then all the other guys they stand up and they're like, "We're not going to work for another coach." Well, Tony Danza's like, "I won't, I won't play for anybody other than Danny Glover." And right. though he wasn't playing any baseball up until that point, and has only <laughs> he's only really pitched one good game so far, everyone's like, "Well, <laughs> can't play without him." And all the That's Tony Danza, all the players join him, and they're like, "You know, now they got to let him coach the final game," and so it's the final game. You know, it's the big one. This is the one that matters. This is the one for the pennant, which I believe is the greatest you can achieve in Major League Baseball. In the whole world. That's the finest thing. There's no level after you get the pennant. Because if there was, we would see it in the film. Is there there a level after the pennant? Is it like the World Cup or something? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. There you go. This is the World Cup. No, I don't know. No, that's where his mom is. It's a soccer. <laughs> no, the World Series. Okay, did they yeah. get a cup at the end of that? Sure. Well, I guess the kind of, the World Series trophy kind of has like a bowl thing, doesn't it? I think it, it has. Well, why it has don't they call it the World flags, Cup? It's got all the it? flags around it. What's in the middle of it? Uh, I think a bunch of chocolates. Is it oh, okay. juice? <laughs> I don't know. But the game is on, and it's not going great. I mean, the team is playing at not their best. And Roger is in the stands, and he's looking out for the Angels, and the Angels aren't coming. They, he's not seeing them. They're not yeah. doing their thing. Because once again, they, they didn't let him in on part of their whole contract with God. They can't help in a final game. Yeah. yeah Christopher Lloyd just shows up. It's like, oh, yeah, we, we don't help with pennant games. That's <laughs> classic. That's Angel 101. We yeah. thought you knew that. Yeah, fucking <laughs> stupid kid over here. Oh, and uh, Tony Danza's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy that. Anyway, have a good game. Eat that popcorn. You're going to love it. Like, what a dick. Would you like to know who else is going to die, son? Would you like to know when you're going to die? <laughs> I'll tell you how you're going to die. Like, what a thing it's to tell a accident. child. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. But then, like, doesn't that give Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, wouldn't he, like, try to stop it? Be like, Tony Danza, you got to go see a doctor. Yeah, no, stop he's just, smoking. He's like, oh, we should tell him. It's like, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if he doesn't die of that, we're going to run him over the bus. It's just like, Jesus. And if you tell same... him about the bus, maybe he'll slip in the shower. We're yeah. the same angels as Final Destinations. <laughs> yeah, those are angels. <laughs> I can't see them. If you warn him, it's just going to be sooner he's going to die. So uh, it's like, God damn it, angels. If you like, tell him, we might come after you. <laughs> are these angels or are they demons? Yeah. Well, you know, there is, I don't know if you read about the sequel, there's a made-for-TV sequel called Angels in the Infield. I mean, there, I saw that there was two sequels. There's one that's oh, okay. a football version, and then there's oh, Angels right, in okay. the Infield. Well, there's Angels in the Infield, but in that one, I haven't seen it, but in that one, the literal devil is in it and trying to help the other team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Why would so... the devil help anyone? It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Because they're an evil team. <laughs> I think that was a sort of made for made in Canada, either direct to video or maybe played on like the Disney, the world of Disney, things. yeah. Because it has like it has like Canadian stage actors that I've seen on yeah. stage in it, and it was directed right. by it was written and directed by like the guy who co-created The Good Wife. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Yeah, Robert King or well, something. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I love that show. Yeah, pilot. me too. Yeah. Maybe get some Alicia Floric action in there. She's like, objection, your honor. <laughs> the devil is rooting for that team, and that is against the Blurns pre... Anyway, I don't okay. know a lot but so it, I mean, this is, what, this is what my biggest problem with this movie was. Okay, I'm on board with the Angels, obviously. Okay. But then when the Angels aren't helping, 
they're still winning the game. They should so, have no reason why they're good suddenly yeah this is this is what this is what uh got me is that the angels are like you can't lie like part of our our pact is that you can't lie to anyone about us just don't tell anyone about us lie by omission yeah exactly that's a lie but don't lie it's a sin read the bible and and so danny glover can't lie either because he knows that and that's why in the end he's like there are angels and they do exist because then the angels will presumably help them and then they don't so they, Mm -hmm. they 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 go back on their pact but then the the way to get the baseballers to win the game is to get them believing that the angels are actually helping them. So they believe in themselves, right? That's how they, like, win the game. Yes. So they lie to the baseball players to say that there's angels helping them, which is a negation of the pact. That you, anyway. It's a contradiction. There's yeah. lots of contradictions in the Bible. We, we need Alicia Florican on this now. <laughs> but like, also, I, I don't know. contract law. I didn't feel like at the beginning of the movie, like, that the – team was bad because they lacked self-confidence they were just a bad team yeah Yeah. there's no reason why having self-confidence would just make you automatically be able to play at like the top tier of the league adrian brody they said he couldn't hit a ball yeah like (laughs) why is he it's like half your job (laughs) yeah but so they win the baseball game and they do it all by themselves i mean by telling that yeah he has the angel and he does it well, also Tony Danza pitches a complete game, right? Yeah, yeah, and his arm is—you know—he doesn't have anything left at the end. And the sports announcer is like, "Why aren't they taking him out of the game?" And yeah, they—he basically—they tell him that there's angels, and they all do the flapping thing. Yeah, they all flap their arms. Quack. <laughs> exactly. Quack. Quack. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't even the best Disney bird sports movie of the nineties. <laughs> no. no. But I, I loved that it wasn't it wasn't about someone hitting a home run, which is usually a baseball movie ending. It was about someone like pitching a good game. Yeah. Well, because he he's even... the one who's going to die. <laughs> but yeah, and he doesn't even pitch a good game. Because he doesn't that even guy... strike the guy out. No. He hits the baseball. It's just sort of down the first baseline, and the guy catches it. So Tony, well, Danza... Tony Danza caught it. Tony Danza caught it. So oh, he hit it like right at the mound. Oh, okay. But I mean, right before that, Danny Glover comes out and is like, "You've got one more strike in you." But apparently, he didn't. No. <laughs> But he catches the ball. the ball, so that's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. And then they win the baseball game, and then Danny Glover goes to the foster home, and he adopts Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, and the other kid, too. No, my favorite part is when he's like, someone's going to adopt you. And he's like, yay, to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And then the kid runs, the other kid runs away. Yeah. he's like, oh, I'm losing my best fucking friend. Yeah. And, and kind of brother. And uh, no one stops him. No, no one's like, hey, kid. Don't worry. Danny Glover's like, I meant you both, both of you. Yeah. You're like, going to live with Dermot Mulroney. You're going to live out of his motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> There's no shelter on that thing. Yeah, anyway. So then it's a happy ending. Yeah. And that's Angels in America. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's Angels in the Outfield. We've got more after the break. We've got some behind-the-scenes stuff and the trivia after the seventh-inning stretch. 
It's rewatchability. We're talking about Angels in the Outfield. And you got it right. <laughs> I did get it right. <laughs> I mean, it does take place in America. That's so. at least good for a single, right? That means you Don't get one me. man on the base. Okay, yeah, okay. sure. I have some other non-baseball-related trivia for you. Yes. <laughs> Explain the uh, infield fly rule. <laughs> it's uh, There's flying angels. No, <laughs> no infield. If there's flying angels and someone tells you that one of your new friends is going to die in six months, <laughs> what do you do? Okay, so first question. This movie is an all-star team of actors. It's a huge cast, lots of great actors. Some of them are even Academy Award winners, which is like the acting version of the MVP trophy. Mm. So there so that, are... that's the most valuable primate. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Okay. That's right. So th- I, there are four Oscar winners Whoa. in this movie. Name three of them. Obviously, Tony Danza. <laughs> yes. They, they <laughs> recategorized who's the boss as a movie and gave him an Oscar. Controversial, but correct. Yeah. He is the boss. Well, Adrian Brody, obviously. Adrian yeah. Brody. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh, McConaughey, yeah. Because uh-huh. he, he thanked the Angels for winning his... Oh, that's, that's right. true. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, there's movie. four, you said? There's four, so there's two more. Has Danny Glover won an Oscar? Danny Glover has not won oh, an yeah, Oscar. He should, so. though. He should. He should. He's, He's Color he Purple. Yeah. yeah. That was a movie that he was won in? Oscars. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. So that's two. There's four? There's four. Do you give up? No, no, no. no, no <laughs> we no, can no. get one more. We can Hold get on. one more. Have faith. Uh, you got to believe. Is that, what he's, is that what the kid says? <laughs> Well, it can Gordon, happen. Joseph Gordon-Levitt Gordon has an Oscar. Does not. No. Did the kid who played JP win like a <laughs> sound award or he, something? He won a lifetime achievement. Okay, <laughs> this role. Um, yeah, he's amazing. That kid rocks. Uh, Christopher Lloyd hasn't won an Oscar. No. Um, who else is? What, what, what about the guy that helps the kids? He's like a character actor from the '90s. He might have won like a supporting role thing or something. Oh, Taylor Negron. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm thinking outside the box here. Uh, fuck. We only have nine innings here, Blaine. Okay. No. No. So <laughs> give us a clue. Yeah. Give us a clue. Okay. Uh, one of the films that the person won for was My Left Foot. Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis plays the first baseman. <laughs> that's right. That's he plays right. baseball, right? He's so good. <laughs> yeah, and he was behaved like a baseball the entire shoot. I don't know. The foster mom? Was she in? The foster mom, she yes. She won an Oscar? That's yeah. awesome. For My Left Foot. Wow. She was the best supporting Foot. actress. Boom. Yeah. And uh, I heard she was squatting in the loft above <laughs> the uh, Dolby Theater. Yeah, that's <laughs> Brenda Fricker. Wow, okay, good for her. Yeah. I do feel bad that she's an Oscar winner and everyone of our generation will just refer to her as the Pigeon Lady. <laughs> I have Pigeon Lady written 30 times in these notes. Hey, Pigeon Lady, it's Oscar Lady to you. <laughs> it's my left foot, okay? Okay, oh, who's, who's the, the other one? Who's the fourth one? The other one is Ben Johnson, who plays the owner of the Angels, the dude in the cowboy uh, hat. Yeah. He won Best Sporting Actor Oscar for the last. Picture Show. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's a deep cut. That's a deep shit. cut. You got to know some shit in this podcast, Blaine. This ain't the minors. <laughs> we got it. We got three. We got three. <laughs> well, we got two. But... Yeah, with the with an assist. Yeah. There's assists in baseball, right? No. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so second question. Tony Danza, before becoming an actor, was actually an athlete. That's where he was discovered for the screen and stage. He was in The Producers on Broadway. <laughs> Which sport <laughs> did <laughs> did Tony Danza compete in? Oh, I think I know this. Blaine, do you want to take a guess? Lacrosse. That's right. No, it's no. not right. He was, no. a, he was a boxer, wasn't he? That's right. He no. was a boxer. Yeah. And uh, he was a fairly successful boxer. He won in all those boxing things. I remember because awesome. there was an episode of Who's the Boss where he boxed, despite the fact that he played next baseball player. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in Who's the Boss, he played next baseball player. Presumably it's the same universe as Angels in the Outfield. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's before. That's the, that's the afterlife. After he dies, he imagines this purgatory <laughs> where he goes to live with uh, Judith Light. <laughs> that's how he's reborn. <laughs> he's reborn fully formed as Tony Danza. Hey, away. <laughs> okay, so third and final question. You guys are doing okay so far but this one this is it's all down to this it's three so, two oh, bono the ninth th- two out oh my god a man on first math? a man on What's third happening? so 
1961 was the year that the Los Angeles Angels joined the MLB roster. However, Angels in the Outfield is a remake of a movie called Angels in the Outfield from 1951, which is 10 years before the Angels. So what was the baseball team in the original Angels in the Outfield? Oh, I think I know this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, go for it. No, no, no. Let's hear Blaine's answer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're in the bullpen. The uh, the Mavericks. What? That's a band. <laughs> I, don't know. I have no idea. Well, what are you That's a say, Mel then? Gibson movie. <laughs> That's a great Maverick. movie. <laughs> what, 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 what? We should do Maverick. I know. I love that movie. I love Maverick. That yeah. would have been more fun to watch. Yep. <laughs> well, what are you going to say, Jim? Uh, I believe it's uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's right. It's right. a Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates, yeah. But the movie wasn't called Pirates in the Outfield for some reason. <laughs> well, yeah, because the team didn't exist. Yeah, they would have gotten an R rating, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, well, oh. you know, that's one thing. Actually, I forgot to mention when we were talking about uh, our past with this movie. I don't like seeing remakes or sequels or whatever without seeing the original. So I, and I love classic film. I love right classic. Uh, you know, kind well, of this magic, is a classic magical film. realist one. Yeah. So I yeah, but I, I remember at the time like I wanted to. It was either before or after I saw the Disney one, but I really wanted to see the original one. Because, I, yeah, I don't like seeing kind of remakes in a vacuum. So, yeah. But it was really hard to find. It, like, no one had it. I, ca- no. I remember calling around to video stores. Yeah. And I eventually saw it years later. Uh, I think I still have a copy of it on VHS yeah. somewhere. And what, what, what do you think? What, what, was, uh, what was it like? Do you remember? I think it was good. I don't think there were any kids in it. I don't think. It was <laughs> no, like, there was a kid. Was there? Yeah, yeah there was yeah. a little girl in the oh, Yeah, original. they put her into a hospital because she sees angels. Oh, yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> but it wasn't like to... I don't remember it being told from her perspective. No. Like it felt like still like a comedy for adults at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the impression that I get. So in the, and Janet Lee was in it. Yes, yeah. in the original, it is a sports reporter played by Janet Lee who is saying that the sorry the Pittsburgh Pirates are so bad because of their. Angry, disgruntled manager who punches her in the face, <laughs> which was acceptable in 1951 to punch a woman in the face. Go pirates! <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then there is a little girl, and it, a lot of the same stuff happens. But yeah, it's not sort of focused on the kids. Bridget, I don't want to alarm you, but we're going to call another doctor. He won't give you any medicine. He'll just ask you a few questions. You understand, don't you? Sure. You want to find out if I'm wacky? You've been praying for me. The whole team. How long have you been praying? Ever since she hit the slump. You must have been praying pretty hard, huh? Oh, yes. Every night, every morning, and and sometimes during arithmetic. There are some differences, like you don't see the angels... They, right. they just didn't have sort CG of, back then. So. No, that's yeah. right. Yeah, no, they just had to just had to tie the baseball to strings and you know sort of guide it into the players. It hands. was kind of almost like a subgenre of like magical things helping people cheat at sports. I remember mm-hmm. like the absent-minded professor. They used flubber to help the basketball players. And there was a baseball movie I remember. I really liked called it Happened One Spring, where I think it's like a magic tonic that. <laughs> it makes his bat hit better. So I don't know. They're ca- again, they're called steroids. <laughs> that guy was Mark McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like there was there were a few movies kind of like that at the time. Yeah, there seems to be like some sort of thematic connection between I think baseball in particular and like magic or religion. And I was sort of thinking about that. Like, what is it about baseball that? maybe basketball or football, I don't think that they have the same thing. I yeah, wonder it's if it's just that, like, when you're playing baseball, you're, like, looking at the at the diamond and the field, and there's, like, all that open sky. Well, I think it's, it's also... It's such like a vertical game. I think also, like, it's, it's you know, sports like basketball or hockey or whatever, like, or soccer, you're going kind of back and forth, whereas mm-hmm. baseball is about kind of completing a journey. Right. It's, you know, it's a, bit, it's a metaphor for life. Yeah. I kind of thought it was Damn. because, like, unlike football or basketball, like, baseball is just really boring so you gotta <laughs> think about a lot of things your own death maybe and how fast wow. your life is just ticking by wow. while watching the game that's, I don't know uh, maybe that uh, was just my that's really that's condescending <laughs> to a lot of sports fans out there and just because I personally agree doesn't mean I'm going to not defend those people <laughs> also, I do love baseball movies I 
I can't even think of a baseball movie I don't like off the top of my head. Yeah, baseball movies are the best sports movies for sure. Like yeah. hands down, baseball they make movies the best, are great. The best sports movies for sure. Like there's not a lot of good. We were trying to like find basketball movies to do while the rafts were doing well. Like, well there's Hoosiers. There's yeah. There's there's uh, some space blue chips. chips. Blue chips. Yeah, we already did Space Jam though. But like there there's there's like there's some if you of, of if you think about it. Blaine. There's dozens of baseball movies. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's just yeah. There's something cinematic and something that. That, yeah, that tethers well to storytelling about about a baseball game. Well, and there's also a lot that connects baseball to American That's patriotism say, yeah. as well. It's America's right. game, yeah. Yeah, so I'm yeah. I guess that's why there's a lot of good baseball movies. And I like baseball, baseball movies too. I, yeah. I I find that they're usually well written. There's usually they're shot well. I thought this movie had like some really great shots. You know, for like a kids baseball movie made by Disney. Like, there's, like, one shot where the camera follows the baseball up into the air. And it's like, that's that's really pretty advanced for yeah, uh, it, something like this. Some of the, yeah, some of the CG did look kind of kind of good. When the movie started, like, with the clouds and the baseball, it looked like absolute crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it sort of set me up to be, you know, impressed later. Uh, yeah. I will say it's a little disappointing. I guess I never really thought about this when I was a kid. But this movie is basically just a commercial for... A baseball team because Disney was part owner of the Angels. And right. Then, like two years after this movie, bought the team and moved it to Anaheim. Yeah, well, that's their game. Same thing with the fucking Ducks. Yeah. Yeah, but like even that was, I don't know, at least like that was a new thing they created. This yeah. was like, this was like specifically like, well, we own part of this. Let's try to like build up a fan base. And then a few years later, we'll just buy the whole thing and kind of remake it in our image. It's a little, uh, yeah. It's a little, you know, disheartening. And and I kind of like after seeing the movie, I was like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt didn't do one thing in that movie to propel no. the plot forward. Like he's the main he's character. He's the one that saw the angels. Yeah, yeah he, he asked for Danny the angels. Glover but like he, he's just doing. translating what the angels want to tell Danny Glover to do. He's a medium. Yeah, he's he's just translating. He's like I, John Edwards. Yeah, and I was thinking about that, and I was like, well, that sucks for a movie to do that. But then I was thinking about like him being a foster kid and having no choice in his goddamn life, and that kind of feeling yeah. like adding to that, you know, character. Yeah. So I, I kind of I kind of actually like that. It's a rich end. movie. It's a yeah. It's multi layered. I I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It Except is. it's a commercial for. A oh team. yeah. Yeah. But so is everything D- Disney makes. It's just like commercials for their theme parks. Well, it's kind of like uh, remember we did sudden death on the podcasts and found out that that movie was cr- entirely created because the owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> wanted to show apparently what a nightmare it is going to. <laughs> Uh, Penguins games. <laughs> well, that was the love guru. That was Mike Myers. Just wanted to see the, but it was, I guess but it wasn't sponsored. The, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This film was directed by a Torontonian. Yeah, William Deere, which I think is the reason why Toronto was the first baseball team uh, in the movie. Mm. You know, of course, oh. Tr- Toronto Blue Jays had just won the back-to-back uh, World Series in was it ninety-one, ninety-two? It was ninety-two, ninety-three. Damn it. You're close. But uh, I think that was like, that must have been like a good hometown nod from the director. Yeah, I mean, one of the kids in like the neighborhood when they're all playing is wearing a, a Jays jersey too. Nice. Yeah, and he, he did uh, Harry and the Hendersons too. Yeah, right? oh, that's right. Nice. And also he wrote The Rocketeer for Disney. Oh, wow. As well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love the Rocketeer. Me too. Yeah, it's good. And he did a, a bunch of other stuff for, like, Disney. It seems like a lot of people who worked on this movie came out of the sort of Disney TV film sort of farm team. Right. And then... Yeah, it's the same as baseball. This is how Disney works. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, right? Like, they have their animation divisions and all of those things. And, you you know, you see people going from, like, the shorts to, like, the features and then to, you know... Yeah, they definitely grow their, their stars. Their talent. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but of course, you know, you get injured, you get sent back to the you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Being injured is like by like getting nude photos taken of you. <laughs> no. oh, Disney God. will just disown you. <laughs> Fucking Disney. God damn it. This movie it didn't have like a huge impact upon the world or anything. I think it's remi- it remember- didn't solve like world problems or anything? No. no. It's remembered 
somewhat fondly. There was a college Schumer parody of uh, ESPN's 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. About Angels in America. Angels Sorry, in the Outfield? Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> yeah. That, well, I watched it. It was pretty funny. And it sort of it was saying, like, in the 90s, there was just so much crazy stuff that happened in sports, like a guy playing golf with a hockey stick. <laughs> and <laughs> Michael Jordan playing with Tweety Bird. We didn't. We didn't really think anything of this uh, Angels situation. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. And it also featured the kid who plays JP, who isn't really in much else. He didn't have much of an acting career. He sort of retired from acting, but he does have a few good lines in the uh, college humor parody. What is he doing now? Is he doing anything? Uh, I mean, it doesn't say. I guess he has a private life or something like (laughs) that. Yeah, all right. You know. (laughs) Well, let's invade that. You leave JP alone. (laughs) (laughs) He docks this kid. (laughs) He's an orphan. (laughs) Yeah, and that's uh, Angels in the Outfield. Thank you, you know. for not saying America. <laughs> <laughs> That's they America. are in America. Yeah, I know. So Angels in the correct. outfield in America. That's what you can do. That's uh, the follow-up. There's a fun mashup. Roy yeah. Cohn loved baseball. I think. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Blaine, uh, what did you think about it? Angels of the Outfield. Uh, you know, I, there are a lot of movies that we watch that are kids' movies that I, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a slog to watch. And this was kind of a slog to watch. But then by the end of it, I was like... You know, it it served its premise. It did what it wanted. It had some layers to it. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's, he's a great actor. He's right a from great, the start. great actor. Right from the start. And Danny, I mean, just seeing Danny Glover be amazed by something or be, like, stunned by something. Yeah. Just him looking around the, the field as everyone does the angel wings. I was like, ah, oh, he's so good. I love Danny, Danny Glover. Yeah. So it was nice to see, like... Matthew McConaughey in a bit role and be like, yeah, you're not, like, leading something. That's he great. He didn't say all right, all right, all right once. No, no. He tried to take his shirt <laughs> off that one time around the kids, and they were like, stop it. Baseball is a flat circle, which is why they were losing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a diamond, you idiot. <laughs> stop it's running. It's a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 found it, I found it great. Yeah, I, I liked it. I think it's rewatchable. What, what about you, J.M.? Uh no, I didn't like it. Yeah, I I also thought it was a slog. I mean, the actors are all great. Uh, love Danny Glover, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. They're they're all the whole cast is good, but I just found it so dull and boring and predictable. And the parts that weren't predictable were like <laughs> telling a small child that like someone's gonna die. So like the things that weren't predictable were just awful. Well, that's uh, that's kind of what I liked. It was just like, yeah. what? Why would you do that? Like I don't know. It just seemed fun. And also just. Thinking about it now in terms of like it being Disney's commercial for a baseball team yeah, they wanted sucks. to buy. Yeah. And like literally using like you know, and I I'm not certainly not religious at all, but like if I if I were religious, I think I'd be pretty offended that they would like use people's beliefs to like market a baseball team. I don't know. Well, That's not how religion works. You're supposed to thank your God for like every small thing that you get. Like, you know, <laughs> I won a, a bowling award. Thanks, God. This one was you. Well, also, is Christopher Lloyd God? Oh. I mean, to me, yes. <laughs> he was such he like a time. You know, part of our childhood, like the crazy, wacky person who breaks the, the barriers of time and space and life and death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't think it was rewatchable. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. That's fair. What about right. you, Rob? I'm okay. I mean, this is this is the third 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 pitch, one right. one ball, one strike. Okay. 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 So it's of no consequence. No, of no consequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really. I I enjoyed it. I I thought it was a pretty nice presentation. I get that it is a commercial for a baseball team. But I mean, I guess a baseball team's not the worst thing in the world. It's innocuous. Yeah. But I like the I like the kids and the the foster situation like the I thought it was nice that it showed like those two little home? guys. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was like very Fuck. it was heartwarming in its way. I think it's like totally sentimental. Well, and also like it's totally like uh, from what from my upbringing the kids that I saw come through my house like no one's adopting kids that are over 3 or 4 years old really. Like 
you're you're never going to get adopted after that. No. And you don't really look to get adopted after that. And so the fact that like this 12 and 13 year old kid got adopted by, I think, a single guy. Like it's just like it was yeah. like this is the least. Oh no, he's got his own family and kids that he never saw. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like these two other What's kids. What's going on? Uh, but that's like the least likely. Sell mom home. <laughs> Unfortunately, so yeah, it, it definitely played with our heartstrings by being like this is. I, I'm, I like that it showed like a good foster home because there are great foster homes out there. And every movie that you see a foster home in, it's like these foster parents are awful and evil. And it's like, oh shit. That's true. It, it never made like it never felt like the foster home was like somewhere to escape or anything yeah, yeah. it felt very you know she was very warm nice character yeah yeah and the religion part i sort of sort of felt kind of like the charlie brown christmas special like i still love the charlie brown christmas special i get like a little bit weird when they go you know and this is for jesus and you know all of that stuff but i kind of just let it be i you know maybe it's for somebody else and that's that's fine i don't mind like the spirituality of it i like that they're never I like that they're never too specific about it. Like, right. I guess there's a God in this movie. Like, the angels don't exist right. separate from right. God. Like, Al didn't come down and be like, we're visiting you because you're Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> like that. You're like, okay. RC well. all the way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that guy up on the mound. He's an Anglican. <laughs> we want to miss. <laughs> that guy's yeah, going exactly. to hell. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not like... Because, like, there are angels in a lot of different... Tony Danza's going to die, and, uh, yeah, he's going to hell because uh, he doesn't believe in Jesus' love. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't accepted Christ into his heart. <laughs> so, uh, burning in hell for all eternity. But I thought it was rewatchable. But you can't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. rewatchable. Okay. Rewatchable, oh, yeah. That's rewatchability for this week. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a review and a little rating, if you Oh, those you will. help us. Those are great. They do. And we're also on Facebook, where you can like us, and Twitter. And if you have a movie that you'd like us to talk about, you can email us at rewatchability at gmail.com, or you can go to rewatchability.com, and we have this speak pipe thing that you can click on, record your voice, and we will play it on the podcast. Yeah. Please stop the prank calling, though. No. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. too much. <laughs> <laughs> and don't swat us. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.